0: To the WCIA three in one podcast, Marley Weirda here at the WCIA three studios in Champaign. I'm joined by Brett Behrens, who is on the road, of course, using a hands-free device in the WCIA vehicle after Illinois comes back with a 74 to 69 win on the road at the Kohl Center, back-to-back years in Madison. Brett, just your first impressions from this one, because it was definitely a big one for this team.
1: Not only big for this season, but I think going forward, and I was a little taken back by how Brett Underwood was thinking macro wise in his post game press conference, admitting that this is a program changing win. in that sense, Wisconsin owned Illinois for a decade and you were at the game last year, I believe, right? When Illinois won there and Io made a big shot late, and it was the first win since 2010 at the Kohl Center, and it was all of this momentum and buildup, and then to go back and do it the next year today without Io, and to get a convincing win in one sense because they were up double digits with just a, a few minutes to go and take a, out a Dimitri Trice absolute heater at the end of the game, and this is a double-digit win for Illinois, and they found a way to hang on late, And I give them a ton of credit for making free throws, Marley, because this team has struggled mightily to make free throws at times this season, cost them wins. I think back to the Missouri game in particular, where they could not make free throws and they step up on the road today and they get a big time win over a Badgers team that's ranked. And, well, I think they might be a little bit overrated. Uh, in terms of their wins. And when you look at their resume, this is still an NCAA tournament team that Illinois beat today. And another quad one win for Illinois goes a long way to do it without Io.
0: Of course. And it's so much different than when they did it against Nebraska, right? I mean, Wisconsin is is a good team. I mean, they're ranked you know top 25 in the country for a reason and to to do it on the road without IO I mean says just a ton and and it was almost refreshing to see some other guys step up and make big plays. I mean, there was that one from DeMonte Williams that came um, down the stretch that kind of extended their lead a little bit when um, Demetric Trice was just uh, going on a bender from behind the arc. And uh, like you mentioned, Brett, just the free throws. I think that maybe Illinois fans can get a little sigh of relief there knowing, okay, you know what? Maybe this team is going to be okay because I know that was um, a big area of concern for this team and, and especially with Kofi, you know, earlier in the season, um, I guess g- looking at this big picture, Brett, you mentioned it a little bit that Brad Underwood in his postgame presser looked at it holistically as, as a big win for the program. I I see it, you know, the same way that next year when Io likely goes to the draft. I mean, I know we still have so much more to go this season. I, I think this team, Team will, will still be good.
1: Yeah, and those are moments, these are moments you can pinpoint and look back on that, you know, even this season, but it's certainly next season, and who knows what Kofi's going to do. Io's going to go to the draft, obviously. And I think Io's played himself into a, a first round pick at this point and with more to come. So you can look back this season and say, hey, we did it without Io when he was sidelined with the facial injury at Wisconsin, and there is a completely different level being at home against the, the last-place Nebraska team and going on the road and winning in Madison. That it's just completely different, and Brad said as much afterwards, and so did DeMonte in a sense. We talked to DeMonte Williams afterwards. But they can look back in a second-round NCAA tournament game, let's say, or a Big Ten tournament semifinals or something, when they have some adversity and, and have that confidence that they've been there before and they've done it and that they're able to have success in late moments. And they did it without their closer. I would just the quote unquote closer and probably and I don't know if it's a stretch at this point to say he's the best closer in school history. I, I don't think that's you know, putting it <laughs> out of high you know context or hyperbole or anything. Right. I, I think he's proven that time and time again. And so yes, this season later on when they're faced with some adversity, they can come back and look at this. And Io, when hopefully he's back, can say, look, you know, you guys did it without me. Let's go win it together type of thing. And then certainly next year, whether they have Kofi back or not, you know, I think this is a building point. This is a moment where they, Andre Curbelo, Adam Miller, you know, they can step up and say, hey, guys, we, we've been here. We've done that before. This is no big deal. And the moment won't be too big for them. Because we've seen that in the past, in the last decade of Illinois basketball. There's been moments, and especially the last, say, five to six years there's absolutely been moments where it was too big the pressure was too large and they they weren't able to get it done and so these are these program changing moments that i just feel uh, that brad recognized today and he was asked at the end too oh, you know like you, you try and take a step back and, and peel the onion a little bit but they just don't have time for that they, they got to stay uh, locked in and moving forward here with tuesday looming and then next saturday you know they can finally maybe catch their breath a little bit more after next Saturday when the regular season ends. Um, But for right now, I just know that they're glad to be done with three games in five days and four and eight here and sleep tonight knowing that you can go up to Michigan Tuesday. You never know what's going to happen, and that's why you play the game.
0: Right, and I think – I just can't imagine what was maybe going through Io's head as he's sitting on the bench watching this unfold. You mentioned confidence a little bit, and I think – some of these guys, uh, Adam Miller, Andre Corbello, the freshmen—they're starting to find their own confidence without maybe living in in the Io Desumu shadow. And I think on Io's side too, you know, maybe it takes a little weight off of his shoulders, knowing, okay, I don't have to put the whole team on me, you know, when it's a late game situation, which it certainly was uh, tonight. Demetric Trice cut the lead to one point and credit to Illinois for making those free throws but I don't know if they would have been in this position if they didn't have as many turnovers as they did if you want to talk about a full team <laughs> effort Brett everyone that played today contributed a turnover that's there you go right there uh, Andre Corbella with the most uh, six turnovers and uh, Wisconsin was able to score 19 points um against or or with those um illinois turnovers brett i think that is a little bit of a red flag here but also kind of shows that hey they can they can win ugly even when they have a season high 20 turnovers
1: and you know they can win ugly because they can make free throws and i think that's the big thing that i'm going to remember out of the end of this one was that you know, for once, I feel like they were able to step up and rise to the occasion and make the free throws despite all those turnovers. And it was sloppy there in the first half. They were up double digits. And, uh, you know, I'm sitting there going, why aren't they up more? And they're not up more because they're kicking the ball around and fumbling it all over the court. And I also give credit, though, to Illinois defense. It was impressive. Wisconsin was off. They hadn't played in a week. Illinois is playing its third game in five days. Mm-hmm. And Illinois looked fresh. They looked ready to go. You know, it was almost like Wisconsin was sleepwalking through the first eight, nine minutes there, and they were in one sense. I think you, you maybe chalk that up to them just being off, but I, I give a bitter bigger credit, rather, to Illinois' defense. They had hands in their faces. I, I don't know many Wisconsin teams that start the game one for 15. And I felt like that really set the tone for Illinois to come out and get comfortable in its defense and certainly in its offense there. They should have been up 20. With, it, you know, if, if they don't turn the ball over eight, nine times there in the first 10 minutes, they're up 20 and, and maybe putting it on cruise control. But it was interesting in the arena. And I, I was thinking about this, Marley, because normally for as quiet as that arena would have been in the first half when Wisconsin, you know, only makes one shot, you know, to open the game in the first 10 minutes, it would have been electric at the end when trice is absolutely going off. Yeah. And so I think it's two perspectives there. Illinois benefited today playing on the road with no fans because that building is not at like top five building in the big 10, in terms of loudness, that's a word, but it can <laughs> still get pretty loud and it's a big 10 arena. You know, it's not like it's Northwestern or something. So it's while it's not like two or three, four it's still top half big 10 loud. And so I think that played a big part in Illinois and the road team benefiting from playing and trying to hang on at the end when the crowd and student section and everything else would have just been going bananas. And it was just the same feeling as it was in the first half because there's no fans, you know, and the music mm-hmm. is still the same and the crowd noise and all of that. So it's just an interesting dynamic that stuck out to me late there that Illinois was able to remain calm and poised and, Trent Frazier, Jacob Grandison, Andre Cabello stepped up and made 10 for 10 at the end. And they walk out of there a winner. It got a little tense, though, you know, because they're up 12 and there's three or four minutes to go, and you're just thinking they're going to, you know, walk right out of there. No big deal. And Trice is banking in threes. You know, Kofi's guarding them, and he's launching them <laughs> over Kofi. And you just look up and go, oh, my gosh, this game's down to six. And then it was three, and then it was two, and then it was one. And is Illinois going to, you know, blow this thing? They're able to hang on. And I think for all those reasons, this is going to be one that we look back and circle on the calendar of their schedule and say that was a really, really quality win for this team.
0: Yeah, for sure. And it's, it's a memorable one at that. I don't think we'll remember maybe the win, the senior night win to Nebraska. I don't think we'll remember the Michigan State loss on the road, but this one... Strikes me as one that will be um, memorable for sure. And going back to Trice, he shot more than half of Wisconsin's three pointers. They were only three for 14 um, in the first half, which is just atrocious. I mean, they could not get um, a shot to fall. And Brad Underwood, as you mentioned, just credited that to their defense. But overall, he said he was very proud with how Illinois. Played on the road
2: you know you're without io you know you're without io and you're going on the road to a place that, against a, a great team a top 25 team it's been an emotional week and it's been a hard week and so these two games i'm not gonna lie they're they're right up there uh in terms of being being so excited and so proud of what we're 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 building and what we're um, what we're we're elevating our program too. And I'm, I'm, I'm excited for that. And here we are at the end of February and and that's so much fun as a coach to see our guys enjoying that moment. And uh, um, we got good people, man. we got great human beings. This team's finding a way they're, they're tough minded and and they're finding a way and it's not always pretty. And um, you know, this place has been magical uh, for, for, for Wisconsin it's one of the elite programs in college basketball and uh, coming here back-to-back years and coming here without IO uh, man I I'm 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 a I'm a proud head coach right now
0: all right some thoughts there from Brad Underwood and Brett I think they do have a ton to be proud of I mean this last week I can't imagine just how tough it was for them playing two games on the road coming off a a Nebraska win and having to turn around in two days and and head up to Madison, this stretch has just been grueling. And if it wasn't bad enough, I mean, now they have to take on uh, Michigan, who is vying for that Big Ten title. And I think maybe in a sense, it's benefited Illinois that they could have, they built a little momentum off this stretch in a way. But as, I mean, we saw against Like in Wisconsin's case, they've been off for a week and, you know, maybe they were a little uh, cold when they came out tonight, but maybe, I don't know. I don't think, I feel like maybe Illinois can use some of this momentum to their advantage, but I think it's got to be tough for them, Brett.
1: Yeah, and it's definitely tough. (laughs) I give them credit, though. They didn't look tired, you know? Mm -hmm. And that is something that I think is sticking with me as well that this team is, is rising to the, the moment and playing their best basketball right now. I mean, they won seven. All right? They lost to Michigan State, but now they've won two again. So this team has won, what, nine out of 10 games? It, they're playing very, very well, and they're doing it without Io today. And that'll be the thing that I remember, too, from this game, Molly, is that they were able to go on the road and went without Io. And it's, I, I don't know when he's coming back. I mean, right. I think... Optimism, if you're the extreme optimist, you hope that he comes and and plays at Michigan. I just don't know if I see that because there's not much to play for, if that makes sense. I mean, if, if you lose to Michigan, nothing really changes in my eyes, you know? If you beat Michigan, certainly that propels you probably to a one line in the NCAA tournament. I feel really good, and I told you this before, Earlier in the week, that if, if they won today or won one out of the final three road games, they would be locked into that double bye in the Big Ten tournament. I, I think they've got that. That's no problem. And I, sure. I haven't looked at the math or the numbers because we only talk for a living, right? We don't do math um, <laughs> of, of how it might add up there. But they're going to be a double bye team playing on Friday in, in the Big Ten tournament. Now, okay, that's the check mark there. The likelihood of them winning the Big Ten regular season title is, is all but gone after losing at Michigan state. Okay. Right. That's fine. That, you know, the point is to get to the NCAA tournament anyway. Yes. a big 10 title is nice, but historically it, it has not happened very often. So, all right, that's gone. So let's just focus on getting that seed in the NCAA tournament. So that's how I look at it as, okay, you lose to Michigan. Nothing really changes. You know, Michigan's going to lock up the, the big 10 title then you beat them. Yes. That's great. But Are you going to be a one line anyway? I I think the Ohio State game will tell us more about that one line, and I think that could be the one line for the NCAA tournament play-in. Essentially, you know, if that makes sense, where you're going up against Ohio State for that fourth number, you know, fourth overall seed in the Big Ten tournament, which is crazy to think about. That you know, Illinois is potentially playing for a one seed and on the final regular season game of the year that is crazy from where this team was at just a couple of years ago and I'm trying to keep that in perspective too all along here of just how special this is and we're covering history these things have not happened historically very often in the last 25 years at Illinois and so that's cool for just the coverage aspect and the story aspect you know for us and for fans and everything else And, and that makes it fun but I just don't know if they're going to push the issue with Io coming back at Michigan on Tuesday because I just don't think it, it's going to matter that much in the long haul. Who knows, though? But Who knows? We were wrong before. I was completely wrong last year when he shows up at Penn State, uh, sits out the Rutgers game after going down with the leg injury last year uh, at Michigan State, comes back, doesn't play at Rutgers, wins the game at Penn State for him. He's done it before. Io's an extremely tough kid. You know, he wants to play. He seemed a little bit more like himself today. And I was talking to Andy after the game on Thursday, I was not at state farm center, but Andy had just mentioned that he was kind of just, you know, sitting on the bench, not really interacting that much. He seemed more like the IO that we've all come to know here today, high-fiving, getting up, you know, say jumping up and down, but uh, being interactive with his team and, you know, clapping high fives, all that kind of stuff, being in the huddle and being engaged
0: sure and i'm sure it, it was a lot different for him sitting out that game at the state farm center it might have you know likely been his his last one is likely going to be the last time he he set foot yeah, really in, the, in that building so maybe you know it was a little bit of that and kind of like soaking in the moment and you know sure, no And there's he a mo- wanted to be out just, there but
1: yeah there's emotion to that and there's certainly the human side of it that we can't ignore, you know, that he's bummed out and I would be bummed out too, because that, that is, I mean, you know, he's not going to play in state farm center ever again. And, and so there's so much that goes into that so much work, so much time, effort. And so you know, having to view that from the sideline and from the bench, is not how he envisioned that, but um, you know, there's bigger Fish to fry too right here there, there's more important things than than your senior night if i could say that ever so uh gently <laughs> in a sense you know winning a, uh, winning and going far these are like tournament tops senior night moment i i that much i know with io
0: oh absolutely and to think that he's never even been on that stage before i mean You know, we don't know, like you said, when he's going to come back from his injury. The team released a statement saying it is a facial injury. Um, I'm sure he wants to be out there so badly, but in my mind, I'm seeing like this athletic trainer that's like, no, no, you're going to sit for the next however many days. But, you know, bigger and better things ahead, like the NCAA tournament, and I think They're also maybe keeping that in mind. I don't think they want to rush any kind of recovery to get him out there too quickly if it's going to maybe sacrifice something later on with the tournament, um, Big Ten tournament, NCAA tournament, whatever um, it may be. But any final thoughts, Brett, before um, we wrap it up here? I mean, like you mentioned, it's just a crazy historic season. It just kind of hit me maybe a couple days ago, like, wow, Illinois is number five in the country. We're covering a number five team that's going to the NCAA tournament. I never in my wildest dreams would I have imagined doing this.
1: (laughs) Yeah. And I feel like it just nationally maybe doesn't get quite the respect yet because Illinois is not a blue blood team and they haven't been in this national picture. Certainly they were last year, but it, it wasn't even this last year, you know, and then the NCAA tournament's canceled. And so I think it's going to take a little bit more time Mm -hmm. once they get into the Big Ten tournament. And certainly if they can play on Saturday or Sunday there, they're going to get a little bit more respect in that. And then once we get into the big dance, I feel like that's when Illinois will truly be able to showcase itself a little bit more, where people will be like, oh, yeah, Illinois, from a national perspective in the Big Ten and Midwest. I certainly think people are aware of what's going on here, but, you know, especially the East West Coast type of thing. Illinois has not been in those conversations or seen its name pop mm-hmm. up on the CBS line, you know, for yeah, a or seed like or a bracket top
0: 10 sports center kind of thing.
1: Exactly. And so that has slowly come along here. And I feel like the buzz will continue to only grow with that. And as Io DeSumo continues to make his case for National Player of the Year and all of those things play into that and, and all the buzz and noise surrounding it than more than just a wins, you know what I mean? And, and where Illinois is a household name again, and, and it hasn't been that for so long. And so all of that just takes time in my eyes, you know, for people to kind of be like, Oh yeah, Illinois, they're back in it. You know, I would assume Kofi Coburn. And, and those players are so big in terms of household names where people can know who you have, because if you ask any, anybody about the O5 Illini team, the first name they're going to give you is D Brown. I mean, right. you know, he was the face of college basketball. He won the player of the year award, you know? And so he won the Koozie award, all these things that IO was trying to do. And if Illinois is able to make a deep run here, I think IO's name will go down in the same line. And I think it already is there with, with D Brown, which is saying a lot because he was the absolute fan favorite for Illinois, but if he can make a deep run and if Illinois makes a final four, I think Io has a legit case to be even a more memorable and touted player than D Brown. And, and that says a whole heck of a lot about Io and what he was able to do.
0: Oh, for sure. And I definitely think we will see his name and number up in the rafters one day. But still some more basketball to play before Illinois heads to the NCAA tournament, including maybe the most anticipated matchup of the year. There might not be a lot to play for at this point, but still I think fans are excited Um, for Illinois and Michigan to tip off on Tuesday. Brett, you're making the trip to see that one. I'm sure. Um, you're excited about that one as well. So we'll keep you updated every step of the way um, through the rest of the regular season, through the Big Ten tournament and the NCAA tournament. So don't forget to subscribe to the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast so you don't miss anything on this historic Illinois run. For Brett Behrens, I'm Marley Weirdo. We'll see you back here on the WCIA 3-in-1 podcast.